We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as the number one is about being a net. I'm T. Views my own. I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline on the court. Waiting for the tip off is my boy and yours, Cardi B. And you can find Cardi on Instagram at. Do this to me every week and I can never remember. Cards from the bench. And Twitter at. Cards bench. And you can, you can find me at Brooklyn Nets AUS. How are you, sir? I'm good, but I need to call out the fact that last week I missed out congratulating you on your Lauren Jackson tweet. Oh, yeah? We didn't talk about that. Do you oh, want to well, talk about that? That's, <laughs> I just, oh, so many blue ticks, mate, that just get around, that get around my account. It's hard to keep up. If you want to talk about the Lauren Jackson, I'm sure. Now, that was great. I did a, I had a, a friend of the pod, uh od he he messaged me in my fantasy group he messaged me requesting a all australian legends um wallpaper because i did a bit of wallpaper series maybe three weeks ago um so did that for him and then put it on the socials um you know just for fun and uh anyway she saw it uh patty mills also saw it he didn't push it on but that's okay but it was great to see that he saw it uh and and lauren liked it and, and put it on both her insta and her twitter uh Pushing that That'd image. Cool. Yeah, very nice of her. That's awesome. Yeah, she, congrats, she, man. That was awesome. I, was, I love the shirts. So, and I'm not just saying that because because I do this with you. Um, <laughs> I genuinely love the shirts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. She's going to be on one soon. The, um, she's, she's shooting a free throw uh, and the ball says Australian goat as well, which I also love. That I did. So you got to look. You got to look very closely. But there she is. She's because men or women, all Australian. She is by far and away the Australian goat. And and I think the only Australian person in the NB in the Basketball Hall of Fame. That could be. I'd love to get misquoted on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's true. I don't know, but I'm sure someone will tell us. Great. Well, I, now I look really smart because I'm the novice and I'm I'm pulling out factoids. <laughs> uh, it rained like shit today all over Sydney, so we've both been indoors with our children. In fact, I had to my beautiful wife's uh, doing a pop up shop over Christmas, so I moved. Uh, you know, moving's really shit, but moving someone's someone else's shit is way harder, particularly when they haven't packed. 
or and you know you can have that rage where you're really polite to your partner because like that your partner legit like for life you're gonna do everything but also you can be so angry at them more than anyone else in the world because like that's your partner, your partner. so yeah and so in my head i was like who the fuck doesn't pack we knew what we were doing blah, 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 blah. but at the same time like I'm, I'm in there in the pouring rain loading a car for the fourth time happily whistling along because you know that's we're, we're supporting each other so that's what you do it was a day mate it was an absolute day how about you uh yeah it was good uh same thing stuck inside uh got to catch most of the games of hoop so so oh, great. can't really can't really complain about that uh and i've watched the Pushing February hoops this week, but I, I have to call out firstly the commentator curse from last week, where we talked, where I talked about how everyone was on winning streaks, yeah, and yeah. literally the next day they all lost. Everyone lost. Right? So, <laughs> well, in good news, day, that happened to me as well. So, so <laughs> also be the fucking dollar box box after I did a big massive call. We never lose again. Fucking lost this week as well. So everyone's oh, streak, the fantasy <laughs> everyone's streak came on it. I'm really glad that you watched so, a lot of hoops because I didn't get to this week. This is, what I mean. this is going to be my lowest, one of my lowest highlight watching ones. Um, work, work amped up a bit. And also I went and saw the new Bond movie last night. Often I'd watched a lot last night, but uh, new Bond movie, great. Went with my dad, so that was fun. Uh, but also just first time I've been to a cinema in probably a year and a half. So lots of lots of fun little non-NBA things happening. Also heaps of art. Uh, the, another great podcast, the Brooklyn Buzz, also got at me in the DMs and commissioned an artwork for some for one of their merchandise things, and then paid me cash. So that was exciting. So there's been a whole bunch of art things that I've also been swept up in at night. That's, I just realised that's why I couldn't watch a bunch during um, during the week because I was too busy scribbling. Nice. Um, yeah, I should. Well, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get you back this week. Don't worry. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm I'm very well prepared. So probably the best I've ever been. Just really. <laughs> Seconds. Bryant for the win. Bryant! Go for it. Hit, hit me with the Suns. What's been happening with well, you? Well, I'm going to hit you with the Suns, of course, because we're 11 game winning streak. Oof. Right. We haven't lost. We didn't break the winning streak. So, first, first 11 game winning streak since 2006, the 6 7 season where we won 15 in a row and won 17 in a row in the same season. Um, I won't gloss over the fact that we have had the 29th easiest schedule to date uh, in the NBA. That's okay. So we'll take that. Uh, so 11 games, 11 game winning streak. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty, pretty pumped about that. Uh, I'll get into this week's games. Uh, we played Houston, which was uh, a danger game, but it was really the boringest game I've ever watched. Oh, no. My son's play. It was just, it just felt like it was just, uh, always going to be a nothing game, and it really was. Like um, your mate Jabail made up name McGee. Um, <laughs> he 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 had nineteen points and fifteen rebounds, and if he's putting that kind of number up in in like twenty minutes, then you know that there was um, it was a pretty boring game. So the Rockets so are coming had, last, right? I'm, I'm just trying to work out why are the Rockets last. a danger? Why are they a danger game for you then? Well, because you don't want to lose your your like eight game winning streak to a team that's coming oh, okay. in last, right? Yeah, that okay, was why okay. I, I quoted it as a danger game. So, uh, Minnesota, we had Minnesota next. Uh, Aiton came back, which was great. Um, he had uh, he had a double double. Um, he was really good in his return. But like Carl um, Anthony Towns, who I know you talked about, well, love. Mm. He was amazing in this game. He had thirty five points and thirteen rebounds. Oof. But he plays by himself. Right. It's the only way that I can describe this team. It's like the team just is so disjointed. And they had a chance to win the game. Uh, they had a couple of wide open shots to win the game and nearly took it away from us. So, um, But that was his 300th double-double. 
Um, so well, the, guy's a, the guy's a beast. He's an absolute beast. He did an um, incredible highlight today as well. I just want to interject where he did a rock to cradle and then behind the back dunk. Looked so yeah, cool. That was sick. They, oh, they won by 48 today. Oh, shit. I didn't read that. Memphis. Yeah, Wolfed. they were, they were up by 40 at one stage. Uh, so they, they were pretty comprehensive today. But they're, they're, again, a team that you don't really know what you're going to get on the night. That game, they should have won. They really should have beat us. Um, Booker hit two really huge shots in the last couple of minutes um, to put us over the top. But I think it all came down to DeAndre Ayton had, I was following him on Instagram, and he had his haircut just before the game, as you do. But it got me thinking about the world's worst haircuts. I don't know if you've seen our mate, Fabulous Eyes, Kelly Oubre Jr. Have you seen Mm -hmm. his hair? Since when? I drew a picture of him the other day. So The bleach blonde. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it'd have to be the worst hairstyle in the NBA at the moment. What? No? Oh, anyway, it just uh, I had to I had to call that out. You mean just uh, it's just uh, blonde highlights and the black underbits? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yep, that's the one. Oh the man, one I think you're being really unfair. I think I'm being unfair. Uh, yeah, just not a fan. Just not a fan. Um, anyway, we'll stop talking about his hair. We'll stop talking about hair in general for now. No, uh, shooting some shot shots from a guy you know who's never been to a hairdresser for the yeah, last exactly. twenty years. Yeah, that's very true. But um, look, you don't have to be a world class chef, chef to know that the food tastes like shit. So if you know, you can still know about it. I can know what haircut. hair. Yeah, yeah. I can know good hair. Yeah. Um, that's where I wear a hat. Uh, the <laughs> two. Then we had two games. Two games against Dallas, uh, which would have been really good games if it wasn't for Luca not being there. So Luca hurt himself. He's out. Uh, he rolled his ankle pretty badly at the end of the game before ours. Um, the first game, we really didn't take them very seriously at all. And it wasn't until the last couple of minutes we were like, oh, shit, this team's going to beat us if we don't like pull, out, uh. pull it out. So uh, got really close. Um, and the second game, actually, they should have beat us. Uh, but again, we had Booker and and, and Chris Ball, who um, in that sort of under five minutes clutch time, just continue to excel. And so we're on an 11-game winning streak. We've got some... We've got some tough games coming up this week. Um, we've got New York at Madison Square Garden. We've obviously got Ooh. Brooklyn next, I think, on the 28th. I think it's on Sunday we've got we've got them. Uh, so I, I expect that our winning streak will end sooner rather than later, but um, it's nice to feel good about the week. So that's that's kind of the Suns, Suns wrap for this week. And the Bing Bongs, oh, we'll get to everyone else actually after this. So let's have a look at, because um, I've also recently learned that I'm supposed to not like the Bing Bongs. As a Brooklyn Nets fan, yes. you're supposed to inherently hate the Knicks. I didn't. I mean, it makes sense geographically. I just didn't. Um, I didn't realize well, yet. But well, I don't know if that's the truth because what I was watching an interview the other day with Stephen A. Smith, who we we know, <laughs> and uh, he said he is um, New York first. No, Knicks first, New York second. I think was the way he put it. So oh. he he still he still supports Brooklyn over other teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless they're playing New York. That's, yeah. that's the way he put it. So I guess you can you can have both. You yeah, I like both. that. Uh, um, that's, yeah. that's how I vibe it. Um, so we played the Thunder. Not not too much to talk about in that. We we beat them pretty concept comprehensively. It looked it looked to be fair in the first half. It it looked close on the scoreline, but I felt in control the whole time. I don't know if that's because I'm I'm silly or or whatever. I thought Joshy G played well, but we ended up pulling away uh, in the second half. Uh, particularly in the fourth quarter, 122-96. The real game that everyone was talking about, we had talked about, everyone had had earmarked was the Warriors game. And, and it was also pretty good for the first half. But fuck me, it, it looked 
pretty shit after a while. Uh, Steph Curry in that game, he had he had one of his highest in this season so far. Uh, amount of nines in a uh, sorry threes in a game. He did he hit nine from to nineteen against Atlanta. He hit nine from seventeen against the Bulls, but then he hit nine from fourteen against us, and it was just. He's now doing quite regularly hitting nine threes in a game, but um, it was it, it, he won he won the 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 um, KD Curry battle in that one that a lot of people are looking forward to. It is just a regular season game, so I'm not too worried. But if we had won, I wouldn't be saying it is just a regular season game. So I'm I'm deadly aware of that. Uh, big shout out to uh, Isaiah Thomas who tweeted, "Congratulations, Steph Curry," and and he tagged him in for passing me in the scoring. Keep the game moving forward. I loved. I love seeing that from him. Uh, KD, though, oh, he um, only scored 9-10. It was a season low at the time, and it, he didn't look good for most of it. And we've relied on him so much. He's played so many back-to-back games. Um, he was he looked tired. We, he looked like the entire team was depending on him. He was just having an off night. And unfortunately, he just happened to be against his whole team in a time in which we really probably needed him. Um, but because LeBron is out, uh, our friend... Real Skip Bayless had no one else to talk about except for it's less now I'm realizing he's not just necessarily against um, LeBron and and LeBrick. No, who's the guy that he he also hates from that team? He's got Anthony a, Davis. No, 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 no. I mean, he doesn't like AD either. But no, the guy who he, who brought over, he does the rocking the baby thing. Russell Westbrook. Russell, Russell Westbrook. Russell That's Westbrook. it. Yeah. So he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like him too much. But I realize this is just pro KD, and so he has to take everyone else down because now that LeBron's out, he just tweeted. Help me out. How many finals MVPs does Steph Curry have? Uh, let's see. Uh, and so that's just in that's just in defense of KD. And KD doesn't need it. Like KD is still, even after that game, only scoring 19 points, he was still the league's highest um, points per game guy. Like he, he's won championships. He's won everything. He doesn't need someone every other day defending him. It's unnecessary. Anyway, uh, I mean, we were leading the first quarter the second the end of the first half it was still close but whatever they blew us out in the third um and it was gone after 117.99 my favorite thing that the nets app and i'm sure all of the nba apps do is that they have a graph the game flow graph which i'm going to turn to show you now fuck me it's no, like one. the titanic in this one it was insane it was just so close and little and then after the half time it's just huge uh at harden bbq tweeted Net fans need to learn how to take L's because that was the other thing. Social media like exploded, was so miserable and so pro Curry um, after this, which I found amazing. It was a great, it was a great game to watch in highlights afterwards when I had already digested the fact that we'd lost. Um, Nets Nets never looked amazing in it, but the Warriors still played a great brand of basketball. Um, at AJI Brown, where Kevin Durant admits the Warriors are on a level that he hopes the Knicks can reach soon. So obviously, Durant has learned how to take an L because that's exactly what you would say. The Warriors are better at the moment. The defense is better. Um, the, uh, what's his name? Curry can literally hit a three from almost anywhere he wants. And unfortunately, the team has also gelled really well at the moment so that he can. they're getting him excellent looks anyway. Um, they're just a better team, which is why they're, they're the number one in the East at the moment. I'm just going to double check. Sorry, the West at the moment. The West. Over, mm. over you, even with an 11 game winning streak, they're still number one. So just that just goes to show how incredible they are at the moment. They're uh, the, they're, I mean, just on that, they're the, they're the best offensive team in the league. They're the best third quarter team in the league. Uh, 
Curry was just on fire that game. The first four threes he hit were just ridiculous. I was watching mm. that game and it was just mm. out of this world. I mean, the, the the crowd was chanting MVP for him in Brooklyn. That yeah. was just that was mental. But they they've had they've had they have the easiest strength of schedule. Uh, so they're they're actually thirtieth in strength of schedule. So they've had the easiest ride. Um, and so you want them to be winning games. But that was um, I love the fact actually just on Steve Nash, he knew that game was gone, right? And instead of like leaving Harden and Durant out there to play more minutes, he was just like, these guys aren't feeling it tonight. Shut it down. I don't care if it's a nationally televised game. We're just not going to win this game and I'm just going to roll out and we're just going to be okay with it. I thought that was that was awesome coaching, whereas a lot of coaches would have just left their players in to, to run it. So take take away what you will from it, but I wouldn't be too concerned. They're, they're uh, and, good. Yeah, that's exactly right. We are, we're still a good team. We just, we just didn't win. Hmm. Win that one. We played the Cavs after that, and the one who I'm going to take from that was at Brian MM91, who tweeted, "We're 11 and five, and at times it doesn't feel like it." And I finished that game, and it was perfectly summarized how I felt. I couldn't believe that we were when someone tweeted later that we had the best three record in the league, uh, and we also best three percentage in the league, and also that we were the top of of our division. I was just like our conference. I mean, I was just like how. But it's partly because just media-wise, we're just told the whole Kyrie Irving thing and 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 Joe Harris going down and Patty Mills having some dry games and then some hot games and it just being a bit KD dependent that it just felt like we were going to lose eventually and that we just lost the Warriors and just everything was falling apart. Where it's just not what's happening. It's I mean the Cavs was a close game, but Rubio played really well and it, you know you just can't. I mean we can win. We're winning. So, I mean, I, I'm not too worried yet about how we're winning uh, because we're just slogging it out. And then we had to play our first game, my first game, I should say, without KD, which I was in, incredibly worried about. I had no idea what that feeling was going to be, but I woke up in the morning throwing the socials that he had been, he was not in and I my stomach dropped. Even against the Magic, I was like, I don't ever want to watch basketball where he's not playing. So that, that was sad. But uh, Patty Mills. <clears throat> Patty, 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 you give me thrills. Patty Mills, unbelievable. At Joe underscore marker, he said, to quote the great at Jack Manuel, Patty Mill gives me chills. And I now think about that all the time. He does give me chills. This guy, Jack Manuel, he's an Australian guy in Melbourne. He loves the Nets. And I don't know how it took us so long to find each other, but he is so fun. He's like the the better version of me on Twitter. And I just love going and finding his... Often I'm liking a tweet about some stupid thing and then I look up and it's him again. So he's just, he's so great. So the Patty Chills thing, he's just getting other people to quote him now. This uh, And Joe Macker changed his name on Twitter to Patty Chills and a little ice emoji afterwards. So that's, you know, catching on, guys. Patty's the real deal. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about the Magic game, and, and again, that was close and, and probably shouldn't be yada, yada, yada. Uh, KD wasn't there, yada, yada, yada. But the Aldridge bit. So, so Patty Mills has that great, though, incredible bucket where I think Johnson does it behind the pass, uh, behind the back. Bounce pass, Patty turns a corner, boom, whole bench behind him exploding. Like it, that was a vibe. And when that happened, I was so confident then that we were going to win, even though I think it was close. And we even went down. Oh, no, that was, a, that was a tying shot. I think it was 70 all with that one. And I just felt like everything was with us. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great vibe. But the other one was Aldridge um, backhandling Wagner over and over again. It was so delicious to watch. And it reminded me so much of me playing video games, not truly understanding you know, what type of shots I should be doing or how to even do shots. I'll just try and back people in. Hopefully I don't get penalized as a stupid three second in the paint rule, which is a really smart rule. And then try and dunk on a guy. 
because I don't know what I'm doing. It felt like Aldridge was just doing that. So once he put Wagner on the floor doing it, Wagner's on the floor and he dunked on top of him and then walked away to get high fives from the bench, which was amazing. But his best one was he shifts him to the paint, like directly underneath the rim, shoves, puts up a little uh, little sky hook and then shoves him out of the way to get the non-existent rebound. When, when the replay went back, where we're looking at it from the ring down, shoves him out of the way in case there's a rebound. It was so disrespectful. I loved it so much. And then he did, uh, and on, on the end of that play, he, like, did the too small gesture as well. As oh, did he? Like, yeah, I don't know if you saw that. But as he was walking back, he was like, too small, can't guard me. And oh, it was my like, God. He just, beat, he just beat him down. Just beat him down. That was, a, that was a lesson for Wagner for sure. That was crazy. It's incredible, so. this sport, that they really do have that kind of, like, bullshit chat on the court. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe you would turn around and say to your team members, this guy's too, like, just shit talking like that. Like, I can understand it because from the sport world I come from, like, you, you might have some little niggle in, in at times, but you're too gassed. Whereas these people are publicly embarrassing them as the game goes. And I know that there's all these great stories of doing with, like, MJ and then MJ turning around and, like, destroying those people. But I just love that it still happens. And, and I didn't know that too short thing, but imagine saying that. And the game's yeah. close and you just, oh, fucking love it. Um, so my boy at Jack Manuel, he tweeted, no KD, no Harris, no Kyrie, no Clax, no Millsap, no worries, Nets win. And when you put it like that, and we're still coming first, that's some that's some excellent, excellent stats. And at, I'm going to fin- finish with at BK Glue Guys, they said, hell of a win in the second quarter. It was veering towards a blowout, but an important comeback. Question is, are the Nets better without KD? Now, I'm sure that that question is a jest because <laughs> no one in the world... Uh, is better and and my friend uh, Newey Newey fan. Oh, I can't remember his whole title now. He's a Newcastle Knights fan, but also a basketball fan of some description. Probably the Bulls, I think. He he added me in someone who said is um, is uh, the, or the, someone quoting the Nets are better without KD and then rattled off a whole bunch of stupid shit. And I was like, no one ever, no. not even a child learning to speak would accidentally fumble through those words. No one in the galaxy is allowed to say those words. No one's ever quoted that. That's a stupid quote. Since a guy picked up a basketball and accidentally like slam dunked it probably as a four-year-old, everyone around him was like, that guy should be, is better off because you're on the team. And it's great. It was great that we won that, that cute graph thing showed that the magic looked good for the first half, but then we um, clawed it back. But, and without Katie, but it was a Harden, Harden did a great job. I mean, he stood up, which was, which was great. Is there something that you yeah. want to, you look like you're going to say something about this game? No, no, no. That was okay. it. I, I think, yeah, I totally agree with you. Any team that thinks they're better off without KD doesn't deserve <laughs> to have him. So <laughs> find a new team because that's crazy. Uh, so let me talk about Harden then. Uh, so <clears throat> the post I'm just about to talk about, I love for a couple of reasons. So uh, at Lord Harden Beard, he said, they humiliated and called him washed, can't score with a new rule, but he still loves James Harden. And he showed the stats of that game, the team leaders for those games. So the point team leader for the Orlando Magic was Jalen Suggs and the point with 21. And our point team leader was James Harden with 36. Rebounds, Mo Bamba was the one for the Orlando Magic. James Harden was our leading guy with 10. And then their top assist, Cole Anthony, nine. And our top assist, James Harden. So I love that so much for a bunch of reasons. First of all, uh, I love just seeing a, a play dominant, particularly when he was expected to. Without KD, he needed to step up, and it was great to see that he, that he did that. But most of all, I love oh, also the whole social media world has such a weird relationship with James Harden. You really have to be polarized on that guy. People either hate him or love him for whatever reason. And so it's great to see him 
doing stuff because it just excites people's weirdness around him. And then the last one is, of course, uh, there's four people on those stats, Jalen Suggs, James Harden, Mo Bamba, Cole Anthony, and three out of the four guys are all on my fantasy team. So that was also fantastic to see. So it makes success uh, for my fantastic uh, as team. Said, as I said, watching having a fantasy team will change yeah. the way that you watch the basketball. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Cole, Cole Anthony <laughs> was, was doing some great stuff and really making the game close. And it was really hard for me to process that because I was excited and shitty. Uh, we ended the week 12 and 5, first in the East. Or third, if we're in the West, which is uh, mildly troubling, but a fantastic part of American sport writ large. Um, I think we'd be behind you. I think you're, we've got the same record, same amount of wins, but you've got less losses. We've both got 12 wins. You've only got three losses. Yep. Yep. Currently making you 800. And as you said, on an incredible winning streak. We haven't got much on a winning, a losing streak. Though. I, don't think we've, I don't think we've strung two losses together since I've been watching. So that's, that's fantastic. Now I think about it. What uh, what's caught your eye this week, other than Cat uh, doing that scoopy doop dunk? Oh, a couple of a couple of things. Um, I love the fact that they renamed the arena, the Lakers Clippers Arena, um, calling it the Crip. The Crip. Well, it's going to be Crypt. Um, dot com. Crypto. Dot com. Crypto. Dot com. So um, bad. And so that so it's already been shortened to the Crip. Right, um, which is the burial site for the old Lakers is the running joke. Which it took more <laughs> weeks to come up with that, but uh, but the Lakers were so bad this week as well. AD getting ejected was amazing, like putting his shoe on, screaming a ref. LeBron coming back, trying to save everything, and then Boston absolutely killing them. Uh, so that was that was pretty crazy. Um, a couple of other things this week: these big quarters, and so you had Morant had seventeen points in a quarter, Curry yeah. had twenty in a quarter, Suggs had seventeen in a quarter. And Aldridge had, I think, had fourteen in one quarter as well. I was just, I don't know, I just never seen this before, and it's just great to watch. Where you just watch play, just get really hot, and just mm. blow out, blow out a team, and they just can't stop them. So that's been cool. Um, Cade Cunningham looking like a number one pick. He's been really good this week um, on a pretty crappy team, but Detroit has been competitive. Actually, should have beaten uh, Golden State, or at least gone to overtime. They had a a, a ball that rolled out. Um, to go to overtime, even though Golden State didn't have Curry or Green or half of their team. Yeah, um, but right. Cade was really good. And then today, Giannis had um, the first 30.20 rebound five assist game in 62 years. Wow. That's the first time that's happened in 62 years. And that was in that was against the Magic, and that was in 30 minutes, uh, which was just phenomenal. The guy just Fuck. absolutely... Absolutely destroyed the magic today, uh, and, and and also did, the the comp's only seventy five years old, so sixty two years ago, it was his infancy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, um, and and he and I watched the game, and it didn't feel like he was that he was even trying that hard, uh, which is pretty insane. So, um, they were the kind of things that caught my eye this week, but it was just um, it's just a, it was just a really really interesting week, and it, and probably for me it was as I said because I watch more ball than I have uh, in a while. So yeah, it was a good week. So I'm surprised you're not talking about Chicago because it feels, maybe it's just my Twitter um, thing showing me, but that dunk that Derek Jones Jr. did that was from like near the free throw line, the fucking like pole vault jump was incredible shit. I fucking love that. Uh, And they just looked like they're still really good. They're just not petering away. The Knicks had a good start, but have kind of petered off a little bit. Whereas the Bulls a third, they're 11 and five. Like, and the Wizards are a surprise, but the Bulls are a surprise. Like it's it's been a great start for the season for them. He uh, the Chicago's been amazing, much better than anyone anticipated. I think, and DeRozan's DeRozan's been good, and everything's yeah. been rolling for them. Um, 
I'm still not a believer. I don't know Ooh. why. I can't tell you why. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that the team that couldn't make the play-in tournament last year can be that much better with, well, maybe they've got Car- they've got three new starters, right? They've got Caruso, Ball, and um, DeRozan, which they didn't have last year. So Caruso's defense. Just, Oof. He's just been amazing, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, and and uh, that Derek Jones, going back to your point about Derek Jones Jr., I mean, that if he won the slam dunk contest a few years ago, and if he, that guy could seriously jump. So um, he was playing for Phoenix at the time. Um, that's why I kind of know ah. of him. Uh, but he was just, uh, he was, he, he's, he's probably the best, one of the best jumpers I've ever seen, if not the best. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. On, I don't know. I'm out. I'm out on Chicago. Like I wouldn't put my money on Chicago beating, being in that, uh, being able to beat, Brooklyn being able to beat Milwaukee, uh, you know, even even a full strength Philly, I think they'd struggle against. But I'm happy to be proven wrong for all the Bulls fans. Yeah, and I only really know the the season in depth this year. So Philly looks shit to me. I know they were great last year, so they were the number one seed. So I, I can definitely understand what you're saying. Also, the Bucks have looked pretty shit this year, other than telling us. So I'm, I would still take your advice before my advice. Which is why I'm just surprised to hear you say books. Uh, sorry, the Bucks and and Philly don't look like to you don't look like they'd beat the Bulls. Whereas to me, it looks like the Bills could beat almost anyone. The only other one I want to bring up that happened today was um, between the Heat and the Wizards, which is another yeah. really close top of the table clash that's happening at the moment. Which ended was very very extremely close, and then it ended with. Did you see how it almost ended? Oh yeah. fucking hell! So they're shooting. So the Wizards are shooting a free throw. Uh, it misses. Bam grabs the rebound and hoists it the entire length of the court and fucking hits the heel like it almost and if he hits it they go into overtime overtime it would have been an incredible ending to a game of all time in the 75 years of, of basketball it was fucking outrageous there was that game i watched that game i watched the last five or six minutes of that game and without even seeing that bit it was an amazing game because when i turned when i turned it on they were up by eight washington uh, washington were done um miami were up by eight and they right. just they just they went on this run and it was just a, it was an amazing game. I actually text text my brother about it and I said that game was just a crazy game. And- Jordan open Chicago with the lead. Uh, let's get down to some points. How did your fantasy team go this week? Ah, uh, fantasy's been good this week. I expected to lose and I'm, I'm two hundred plus up with the day to play, so I'm pretty happy with that. All my team came back. Um, that, that's surprising that if you have all healthy players, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. actually win. Uh, so Jimmy, Jimmy Butler and Dane were, were two guys that I missed last week. Uh, both were back. Um, Middleton came back. Um, he actually also passed Ray Allen this week as the for the most three pointers uh, for the Milwaukee franchise for the Bucks franchise. So he's number wow. one um, past Ray Allen this week. So um, that was that was really good uh, for me. And then so I'll win this week. Uh, got a spare roster spot to pick someone up, uh, which is nice taking into next week. So we we'll, might do that. And then next week I got the bottom of the league. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, he has another terrible week and uh, we can move on. So um, that was good. Uh, what about you? you? You alluded to a loss. Yeah. After saying that you could never lose at 8.30 yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I still don't feel like that was a real loss. Uh, it was only because I also got struck down midweek, and and also I did much better than the projection the projection said. So I feel like I made some really good moves. Um, KD going down didn't help. He only pulled out fifty eight this week, and he'd normally pull out another sixty. 
Uh, and that 60 would almost have, have got me the win. And the other thing that happened was OG Ananobli also is now injured. And so there's another 80 points that would have definitely put me over the thing. So I've got to sort that out. See, Anthony has also now got a short-term injury. I think I still probably keep him. But it looks like um, it looks like I get rid of OG Ananobi, right? Like he's he's done for a long time. I can't. I shouldn't keep him on my bench because I'm already holding. LeBron is now game time dependent, but he's back. But I've still got well, Michael Porter Jr. as well, don't you? Well, no, I dumped him. I did dump him already. Oh, you did so dump him. Yeah, okay. he comes in next week. My the person I picked up for him was T Maxi. Oh uh, yeah. Who who looked like Tyrus, he could Tyrus be Maxi? Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. Uh, he he looked like he was he was shit in the off season. He's getting better at the moment, so. I was keen to try that one, but I don't know who to who to pick up for Ananobi. So I'll have to I have to show you some of my free agents that are, are running around. But he, he's a big yeah. one. He's been so many points for me. Yeah. So um, without it, without us even talking about this, one of the things I really wanted to talk about this week for fantasy was injuries. So you had Durant go down, Luca Curry missed games, Jokic missed um, Jokic missed games, Cole Anthony missed games. And so um, if you're working those waiver wise, like trying to work out who's going to replace them and pick up the minutes, that, yeah, that's yeah. going to be critical for success. So um, you've got Aaron Gordon for Denver. He had a huge game. Um, they, were, they were without, um, he was their number one option. So he was really good. LaMarcus Aldridge has been really good. And if yeah. continues to miss time, he's probably not available. And then um, Jalen Bronson in Dallas, uh, who who's backed up for Luca. I don't know whether Luke's, Luke is going to come back anytime soon, uh, but he was good. And then um, Suggs, who you've already got, is going to take away some of Cole, or pick up some of Cole Anthony's slack. Um, so they're, they're the ones um, that that I had already kind of flagged as people to pick up uh, if you haven't already. Uh, so we will probably need to look at your uh, your your reserves and see what's available. Well, the first thing I'm probably going to do is is do your excellent advice and just try and pick up the Toronto person power forward short forward who's going to end up replacing Ananobi because there's some there's some free points the the one about Aldridge is interesting because I or I predicted that last week seeing him just play so well and, and no one had him and so I helped another guy in my league going you should really pick up Lamar because he's doing really great no one's picked him up and so now I really shut my mouth because he'd be great for me but anyway what are you gonna do I would I don't want to be too nets heavy as well because if they ever have shorter weeks and half my team has shorter weeks so I didn't think about that until you brought that up two or three weeks in. And so I'm glad that I'm a bit better spread than, but that was my accident. So I certainly shouldn't now consciously put all my eggs in the net basket. Uh, I do want to give Harden a quick shout out who, who picked me up hundred, almost 150, which was great. Uh, Valentinus is still doing great things down there. And see Anthony playing such a great game against the Nets uh, and doing some other great stuff, even though he's now has a short-term injury, still picked up some excellent points for me. He had a 33, 30, a 50 against Atlanta. Like, He's great. He was a really great pickup. So thanks for that. I think I say that every week. Every week he plays well, and every week I'm still thanking you. He, um, I think I was just checking earlier, but I'm pretty sure that Orlando have a pretty good schedule this week. So I think if you pick up a Orlando player, um, you'd be able to pick up three games or four games like early enough in the week. So um, yeah. yeah, they got four. They've got four games this week. So uh, if you can pick up some of the guys, there, just keep an eye on it. Um, the other thing I would say as well is um, one of the things that's happened a lot in my league at the moment is um, you have these players that will fill in for a couple of days and then they'll bump really high for seven days and then someone will throw you a trade and try and like 
hopefully you're not watching enough and you go, oh, yeah, cool. That guy's doing really well. Um, and so don't get fooled into trading for guys Ooh. that are just fill-ins. So that's um, that's a that's a common tactic in the fantasy league. Look how well this guy's played for the last seven days. And then you're like, find yeah. out that he's replacing a starter. So uh, that's, that's always a, a good one to, to keep an eye on. Now, 50, 50 Shades of Clay, the guy just versed, he has Beal on the bench, which he just slubbed for Jimmy Butler. So he, he seems to be a little... Uh, like a little too plentiful. Bill Bill was off for a little while, but he's he's back and he's doing he's doing well. Yeah, uh, he's he wasn't his grandmother part. Bill's grandmother passed yeah. away. He was really close with, so he wasn't injured either. So um, he's yeah. I think he, he's probably going to be around. He'll be he'll continue to play well. I'm no expert. I just love the game, but more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Now, each week we try and do a bet where the expert flexes on the rookie. What was last week's bet? Well, let's talk about the week before's bet because Josh Giddy had two double-doubles this week, right? Just to, just to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on my Instagram all the time, putting up great he's stuff. Really and I'm good. so happy for the bloke. And even when he doesn't get a double double, he's he's so dangerously close to the assists, or he almost always doesn't rebounds. And he almost he, and if it's, it's sometimes like nine points or eight assists. He's, he's an absolute gun. He's doing such great work there, Joshy G. He is. He's really good. Uh, he was good this week. So I, I had a laugh about that one. Uh, last week's bet was the most points. So we went. We did most assists the first week. Last week we did most points. Um, and of course, knowing that KD went down, Harden decided that he'd step up this week and fill in the gap for you. So Oof. even if he didn't, even if he didn't, I wouldn't have won. So Harden had 36 points uh, in the game against that was Orlando, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. And then KD had already had 33 points earlier in the week. And then Booker was my highest scorer with 29. This is the problem with having such a really good team that even oh, spread God, that we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because Booker you and I both you and I both predicted yeah. that it was going to be KD against the Warriors because KD was going to stand up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when he pulled out 19, I was like, oh, fuck, I lost that uh, bet no. as well. Fuck it. No. no. So you're 3-2 up. Um, so this week uh, we have the Movember challenge, which I have yep. not promoted yet. So um, that is me. I'm going to, like, go hard this week and go after everyone, shave it in tomorrow morning put it up everywhere, see if we can get to my 2,000, which I'm I'm quietly confident. So that's pending. But I think we go rebounds because I know you love a rebound. Yeah, love it. Uh, so we either do... Not offensive rebounds. rebounds. Has to be total. Offensive rebounds. No, no cannot want... be offensive oh, rebounds. Oh, no. go total. I, I do know something about basketball this year, and it's the Nets <laughs> are shit at that. Unless it's the smallest number you can make in a game, then I will have to take it. But if it's... We'll take total rebounds. Right, okay. And even total rebounds, I'm feeling fucking swe- sweaty hand about do you um, want to, do you want so do you want total rebound like a highest total rebounds or total rebounds by the team? Ooh, Which one do you want? That's a good call? question. I wonder if Aldridge will pull one out for me. Well, we only take twelve, but he'll take eleven. Uh, do I want? Yeah, I think I'll take. No, I'll take team. I'll take team. I'll take team. On Miller, McKee gets it in the middle for the win. It's- I turned up late and I have some questions, and I've only really got two this week. One is. Why does sometimes on a score, does it say bonus where there would normally be like a timeout? Sometimes one bonus, team has... Oh, 
bonus. So bonus is in the bonus, uh, as in fouls. So uh, oh. you have hit your five team fouls, and now yes. every foul after that is on the bonus, so they go to the free throw line. Excellent. Thank uh, you so, so much. That, that's, uh, that's where you want your team to be with, like, you know, nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter because then, you know, you could. So that's what you're hoping for. Okay. And the other one is what's happening in the wonderful world of uh, basketball cards. Oh, man, there's nothing better than a bit of rain to bring people out to, uh, to, to open some basketball cards. So it's been crazy today. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, that's been great. Um, so this week, three releases this week. So three in one week, which is, which is mental. Uh, we had Illusions come out, which is like 500, 500 bucks a box. Um, so that came out uh, two days ago. And then on Tuesday night, I'll be staying up late for a... a uh, set called Mosaic. Um, so they start, they're a Dutch auction. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that concept, so I'll quickly explain it. Oh, not it's from not, Dutch. No, it's not, not from the Netherlands. No. Oh, okay. No, no, it's not. It's There's nothing to do with the Netherlands, but oh. well, I'm sure it originates from there, obviously, okay. but we'll, we'll, we'll call it that. Um, the price starts at 1250 US a box. Uh, and then every minute, every five minutes, the price drops. Um, until it hits the floor, the floor is at $500. So generally you make a decision about where you're comfortable buying in, hoping that if you don't buy in, love this. it falls out, okay? Um, so what was happening- It's a reverse auction. Class, you're trying is, to, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so the peak last year, everything was selling out very quickly. Uh, and then there was one last week with a new set that actually hit the floor. So as soon as it hit the 500, it sold out. And I actually went on to buy it at like 530, 5, 530 US and, and I couldn't get the, the cart to transact. So I missed out on them. So it's one of those, um, it's a tough one because you don't have any indicator about the, what the what the retail price is going to be at that point either. So it's a real gamble. Um, and if you, if you pay too much for this stuff, for me as a retailer, uh, it's really hard to move it um, yeah. afterwards. So I get stuck with it, um, which has happened a couple of times. So that, that's... That, so that's Tuesday. And then Wednesday, there's another new product coming out, which is uh, 450 US a box uh, called Chronicles. Um, again, we're still on the rookie stuff from last year. So um, uh. we'll continue to do that. But the big news this week in cards um, is the, the uh, announcement that on the 5th of January next year, um, the most premium product that they have in the market is coming out, which is called Flawless. Um, so this product... Um, you get 10 cards in a pack. It comes in a silver briefcase. Yes. Uh, and it's it's a pretty amazing, it's a pretty amazing product. So one of so 10 cards in a pack, seven to eight of those cards. You're saying pack, but you mean briefcase. Yeah. So in seven, the briefcase. Yeah. yeah. Ten, seven, ten cards in a briefcase. Yeah. Ten, ten cards in a briefcase. <laughs> um, the briefcases themselves usually sell for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, right? yeah so, of course. Um, uh, the 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 holy grail of this product is that one of the cards has a diamond in it. Right, uh, literally a diamond in the card. Like so I love every, this world so much, every, so much. Every brief, of course, every it has a diamond. How does? <laughs> how I've never thought of it, but now that makes so much sense. You should be cutting out the All NBA the diamond, symbols right? from. Yeah, yeah. cut out the NBA thing from your badge and put three of them in a card and sell it for a billion dollars, or you go and dig up a diamond, put it in a fucker briefcase with nine other cards, and sell them on the internet for a reverse uh auction it's just the most wild world and i'm so glad i'm just seeing sneak peeks did you say they also they were also signed i was talking over you yes so i probably seven um seven to eight of the cards in these in these briefcases will be signature cards 
Um, they'll, they'll be what they call on auto signatures as well. So uh, some of the cards are actually signed on the physical card and others are done on stickers and then they put the stickers on the card. So uh. um, these ones, this product is always on, on card auto, which is, you know, increases the value of it. Also, they have um, memorabilia within the cards. So not you have the diamond card, but then you'll also have what they call patches. So they'll, they'll get a game-worn jersey. They'll cut it up and they'll put little pieces of it. They'll put sneaker in it. They'll put all that kind of stuff. But a lot of the product that's been coming out, the cheapest stuff, isn't game-worn. So um, people are a bit like, oh, it's not real because, like, you could have just gone down to Fanatics and bought a jersey and cut it up. But these are actually, they, they get them from the games, they cut them up, and they put them in the card. Um, and it's all certified. So this, the recommended sell price on these um, is $2,750 US, so about four grand for us. I'm thinking they're going to sell for 12 to 15K. I'd be surprised if it was anything less than that. Um, so that's a pretty cool product. I've never opened it. I probably will never open it. Let's be fair. I'm not going to spend that kind of money on a box of uh, cards that I don't know what I'm going to get. Stop saying um, box. That's pretty exciting. Oh, sorry. A case, a suitcase of cards. Yeah. Um, but if you ever want to watch card openings on eBay, on uh, YouTube, uh, go on and open, like watch people open flawless because it's just ridiculous. Uh, and some of the best cards of the year come out of that, that, product um and that's the stuff where you can really hit the winning lotto ticket right some of that stuff sells for hundreds of thousands of dollars so um, you you yeah. might find a fucking diamond it feels like you're buying diamonds and you accidentally get basketball cards like it's just I crazy think, i think you're guaranteed a card with diamond a diamond in it but um in that box but i don't know i don't know that for sure i should know that um but i don't um but it's uh it's a crazy product so Flawless. Check it out. 5th of January. It's a good birthday present for anyone, a uh, Christmas present for anyone that really loves their partner. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> Podcast partner. Uh, <laughs> the I just can't. I think you're ruining cards for me as well because I now don't want to watch YouTube unboxings unless it's from a briefcase. Like some schmuck just, yeah, well, just some schmuck now opening some fucking glad bag thing. No, if it's not a briefcase and it's not good enough. It's 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 uh, even for me that's around this all day. Uh, it's it's pretty mental. Um, so uh, the other the other thing that happened this week was um, PW PWCC, who are a big auction house. Uh, they um, have their they have their premier auction every month, and so that was on this week. And um, uh, just to give people an understanding, I went to sign up for the premier auction because uh, I haven't bidden on I haven't bid on them before. They were they used to be partnered with eBay. Um, they had this whole calling out of each other um, through various channels. The eBay accused them of doing the wrong thing on their auctions and bumping up prices. And so, what PWCC did was bring all their uh, platform in house and make their auctions just for their customers. So they have the normal level auctions, and then they have what they call their premier auctions. When I signed up uh, for the premier auctions, they asked me to prove that I could spend over twenty five thousand dollars. On one car, uh, on one transaction. So they wanted a bank statement or a credit card statement that showed that my limit was at that level. So this is the kind of money that we're talking about when you're talking about um, sports trading and getting Fuck into me. the yeah, getting into the proper investment level stuff. This is this is serious money. So um, twenty five thousand US just to just to be able to show that you have the capacity to be able to pay for an auction if you were successful in winning that. They they make sure you guarantee it. So it's pretty it's pretty crazy money. Well, congratulations to you, Cardi B, to have that kind of money sitting in a bank account. That's, that was great. I'm impressed. Uh, what are you doing a podcast with me for? Go make more money. Uh, can I also, I don't know if you've heard of this 
uh, account, but they've called uh, Trace and sorry, Trace and Chase, T R A C E N C H A S E. They're a cute little Instagram account. They're also doing their own cards and whatnot. But they um, just tagged me in some story today about James Harden out of nowhere. So thanks for that, Trace and Chase. They're doing all the things out of Thessaloniki in Greece. I don't know how they found me, but good on you. I, I appreciate the okay. love. And also, okay, obviously, yeah. I'm, <clears throat> my phone's on every time I talk to you about cards, so it really advertises basketball cards to me now, like every time I'm on the gram. So that's also how Trace and Chase found me. Obviously, enough of the algorithms they paid for someone to tell them, this idiot talks about basketball cards, market to him. Speaking of idiots, if you've lasted this long on the podcast, we thank you uh, and for copying that insult. Oh, yeah, no, I'm up to that right, that, that bit. Uh, I hope you get good looks, clean glass, all that jazz. Cardi B, you've been an absolute pleasure as normal, sir. Uh, it's been good. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like a Brooklyn Netcast. And we'll talk to you next time, sports best friends. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family. Slave, slave to fashion. That's it, mate. What you are. <clears throat> I've got to distract from my face somehow, so... <laughs>